Welcome, everyone, to the Fight Talk Podcast. This is Steven Jensen. I am here with a returning guest, Danny Adams, now known as Dan the Dad. I've known him for a while now, uh, mainly through Glory Pro, Southern Underground Pro, all over the place now. And uh, I'm really happy to have Danny back on the show. It's been about two years or so since the last time he was on, and a lot has happened since then. So uh, first and foremost, Danny, welcome back to the show and how you've been. Uh, uh, we're going to get into how you've been because that's pretty public at, at the moment. So. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, I'm I'm doing good. Feel good. How are you? I'm good. I, I appreciate it, man. Um, I mean, let's just jump right into it. Like the collective was a huge weekend. Um, I watched every single show from Friday through Sunday. Um, I'll throw this out there. I know there was a lot of like there was a lot of varying opinions on like whether the collective should have happened, whether it should have been with fans, um, and all that kind of stuff. And I'll just say this from a fan perspective, from somebody who watched from home. It was the best three days I've had in 2020 as a fan. Like, I loved being able to watch all that wrestling. Like, it was a great release for someone like me who hasn't done anything pretty much all year. Um, and as a fan who was home watching it, I, I, I loved every minute of it. But, of course, you know, you made some headlines recently where you were part of the collective. Uh, you got some COVID testing done and you came public with the, all the results which I thought was very commendable, by the way. Like you didn't have to, you didn't have to say anything about anything. I mean, I think it would have been kind of messed up if you didn't, but you did, and it and it caused a lot of people to go get tested and 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 all that stuff. Kind of, what are your thoughts on like the weekend? Um, kind of, what was the process of like the testing and all that stuff? And then, uh, kind of how like how are you doing like you know today? Because it's been a couple of weeks or a week and a half or whatever since then. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm doing good. I I, I mean, I didn't end up having any symptoms or anything no one that i was in contact with uh had a positive test so i i i can't explain what what went on there but i i guess you know the good that came from it was that i think um you know it it, it sort of made it a, a little bit more aware to people that you know when you go when you go to a, to a public event you know at a time like this you, testing should be very important for not just the wrestlers but the fans and everybody who was around a lot of people um you know, whether or not the collective should have happened, I, I mean, it's, it's kind of going to vary from person to person. I mean, in, in reality, if you're going to take a certain stance, the, the, the only 100% safe show is going to be no show. So with that in mind, I think that there was a lot of talk of like, you know, how many people should be there, this and that. And, and in hindsight, you know, there's probably some things that uh, everyone could have done a little bit differently. I think everyone uh, had the best intentions in mind with everything, but, um, you know, whether or not there was a hundred people, 200 people, or, you know, 10 paid fans or something, the reality is that, you know, something like this can happen anywhere. You know, anybody could, can get it from anywhere. It's really, you know, nobody's direct fault other than, you know, like the federal government. I don't know. <laughs> sure, it's, sure. It's a place, you know, blame. It's like, it's just the, just the world we live in right now. And it, and it was tough and it was tough to kind of have to, you know, be that first person that got a test back. Uh, but, uh, you know, if I, I kind of question some people not planning to get tested coming out of the collective, because I mean, I, I went and got one immediately as, as fast as I could, you know, but, and a lot of other people did as well. But uh, I mean, I'm glad that it at least spurred people to definitely go get tested for their next round of shows, either the next weekend or the week after that. So um, all in all, I think, uh, if there was any good that came from it, it was just more awareness and more, uh, you know, I, and I think, you know, as a, as a country, we're getting a little bit complacent about it and especially in the entertainment industry, cause we're so, uh, you know, we're just itching to get back out there. And, and, and honestly, it was nice to, you know, August, September, October, kind of get back to it a little bit with some, some good events that that went that went very well. Like Warrior Wrestling in, in Chicago had these outdoor events that were very well run and very safe and distance and everything. Um, and a lot of other places did, did good outdoor events as well. So um yeah, personally, I don't I don't plan to do anything else, you know, until the end of the year. Maybe we'll see what January, February looks like. You know, certainly not retiring or anything. I know that was a joke that was going around, but <laughs> um, I sure hope not, man. You got a lot of you got a lot left, man. No, no, we we're just getting started. So, um, but no, just definitely just gonna calm down, calm down a little bit, and uh, you know, it, it, where things are at in the country right now is is getting a little bit scary going into the winter. So, I just want everyone to be be safe and be more conscious of everything, and and hopefully some of the experiences coming out of the collective just sort of, 
it made everyone, you know, more on their guard and than they were maybe August, September, October rolls by. Everyone's like, oh, this seems to be going pretty well. And then you, you let your guard down. So I, I'm glad everyone's kind of, I know a lot of wrestlers are, you know, getting tested weekly now. A lot of fans are just getting tested as soon as they leave a show. Even if the show had only, you know, 50 fans or whoever or however many were there, that's still an excuse to go uh, get a test to make sure you don't, you know, spread anything around or, you know, go see your loved ones with anything. So all in all, at least we got to the point where everyone's kind of back to taking it seriously. And and, and in the winter, it's going to be especially uh, important. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's one intangible that I'm glad you brought up because, you know, the fan aspect, you can't really like expect every person to show up to like provide a test. I mean, I guess you could, but like it's, it's, that's kind of weird, right? I could see like it being a thing where like all the talent would have to prove that they're negative coming in, but like to, to, to make every fan who walks through the door do that, then on top of the social distancing and all that other stuff, like that's another intangible I think not enough people are considering is like, like every single wrestler could have showed up with a negative test for all anyone knows, but like you just kind of rub shoulders with the wrong person walking back to the locker room or something. You just, you just don't know. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just a complete, it's almost like just complete randomness at this point, as far as I'm concerned. Well, the, the, the logistics of everything, it's just kind of a, a learn as we go type of thing, you know, especially when there's no, you know, how, how great would it be if, if the government had guidelines for how, you know, entertainment could uh, continue during all this and, and a little bit more. Uh, but at the same time, you know, even, even the scientists and, and everybody are still, the jury is still a little bit out on, on everything that's going on and, and, and how it spreads. So obviously the only hundred percent safe show, like I said, is no show. So if people feel that show shouldn't be going on, I totally understand that. And personally, like I said, I don't really plan to do much for the rest of the year, but um, you know, it, it's just, it's just so hard to, uh, you know, keep people working and the entertainment industry as a whole. I mean, it's not just wrestling. It's, it's music, it's comedy. It's, uh, you know, you know, the movie theaters are closing. It, it, it's everything in entertainment is just taking such a hit and that's people's, that's their jobs. It's their livelihood. You know, it, it, it's a, it's a bummer that, you know, technically, you know, entertainment isn't this, you wouldn't say that it's an essential service or anything, but at the same time, it's still people's jobs. And that's still, you know, just a, a, a way it, it's, it's just a bummer that people have no way to to make that income. Even as, you know, as performers, I guess we can do things where we're, you know, you know, not doing things in front of a live crowd or whatever, but then there's still tons of other staff, you know, people that, you know, might maybe worked in arenas and everything. And it's just, it's just such a, it's so heartbreaking when, when you just think of like the entertainment and sports industries uh, as a whole, we're just going through, going through it. And there's just not much we can do to, to keep people working, you know? Sure. Um, and j- just for the record, can you explain, like, so you got a test, it showed positive, then you got tested again, and it showed negative, right? That was basically how it went, and you've been tested, I guess, since then? Yeah, I, I, the, the the follow-up test, I just did the the at-home thing. Um, I think it was, like, a, a Pixel Labs, which you, I recommend. It was actually very, very easy, and it came the next day. Um, was, you know, easy to, to do the swab and send it in, and yeah, when that came back negative, I was like, okay, let me wait another couple of days and then go get, you know, another one at the, the urgent care up the street and went and got that. And then that, that one was negative as well. So um, I definitely recommend the the at-home test, though. It, I mean, I, assuming you're ins- if you got insurance, assuming that covers it and everything, um, it was very easy to do. And I, I, I would hope that that becomes kind of more of the norm instead of having to go, you know, out and, and, and to an urgent care or somewhere, a clinic that, that, to, to get it done where it's a little bit more and some some areas it's not quite that simple i know you know i've got um friends and family out in like the chicago area where they said that they can't get one unless you're like you've been exposed for sure or you're in the healthcare industry like it's not like this very simple thing to just go get a test even even you know i'm in st louis and even going to get one uh having to explain that like oh i just want to get one just to get one you get kind of like uh, a, a certain attitude from them because <laughs> understandably because his resources are thin again just kind of going into the logistics of the whole thing is is very difficult um but yeah it's some people kind of like try to just say like oh it's so easy to go get a test and it, depending on the area and depending on your situation depending if you have insurance that's all kind of a big part of it and it's not as not as simple as it sounds unfortunately it, it, it should be is very simple but uh, just not for everybody I'm glad you brought that up as well, because Brett Lauderdale, who, of course, runs GCW, he did a 
interview with Sean Ross Sapp uh, from, from Fightful, um, mm-hmm. they did like an overnight thing. And he actually said a lot of this kind of stuff. And and I saw like varying opinions on that interview. But I think that it's a really good point to bring up, though, that like the testing aspect, it, it isn't. He, he said the same thing, like not every single person has access. Not everyone's even allowed to get tested. Like there's only so much that can really be done at the end of the day. And it sounds like you've done everything you can. And on top of being a wrestler, like you helped run Glory Pro, like which had its own show at the collective. So it's one of those things too, where like when I saw your uh, your tweets, I felt really bad for for you because I was like, man, not only does this guy clearly feel bad about the situation, but I'm sure you felt responsibility for the people that were on your show that you were booking over the weekend as well. So um, is there anything you want to elaborate on there? I mean, I'm sure you guys were doing everything you possibly could. Yeah, I, I, it's one of those things where it's like again the, the logistics of everything and making the collective happen was was very difficult and uh, you know we we learned a lot of lessons and and hopefully uh, you know with, with GCW still running some events you know going through the rest of the year I know Brett learned a lot you know me and him had conversations about uh, and every, and, all, and all the collective promoters as well AIW and Black Label and and stuff and that everyone. Um, to, to have those conversations about, you know, just making sure that if we're going to do it, we do it right. And um, unfortunately, uh, and, and granted, it, it, there wasn't really anything about the collective that, you know, could have been, you couldn't really point at any, well, everyone was wearing masks, um, you know, everyone was, you know, recommended to get a test before they come in and everything. Um, obviously, that needs to become a little bit more uh mandatory as far as the testing goes but again depending on if testing is available to you it's just it's a lot it's a lot of factors and it's you know obviously all the collective promoters and brett especially kind of in the hot seat about it um and they handled it well and and um learned a lot from the situation so the best we can do is we just kind of continue pushing the entertainment industry forward and and keep people working um it's just going to be a learning process so cool well that's the last uh, COVID-related question I've got for you. The rest of this is going to be fun stuff. So I wanted to get that out of the way. Thank you for talking about that. I'll, obviously, I, I want to just reiterate. I was, I thought it was very commendable that you that you came public and said what you said on Twitter. Because, like I said, I think there's there might be people out there that would have been in your same boat and just wouldn't have said anything at all. And uh, I think you did the right thing. So, um, so thank you for that. Now, as far as more uh glory pro talk people that you're close with i've got some questions so i might be just totally out of the loop i don't know what's going on and i know he had some personal stuff going on with family i know that he had some injuries but i thought it was uh it was odd that i didn't see kld as a part of the collective is he okay what's what's going on with kevin right now yeah he's doing fine uh just kind of wanting to do his own thing a little bit um he's got he's uh, a couple businesses that he's running and and Obviously, wrestling can be is just so hard right now. I mean, and he tried to come back. Uh, for, for he was out for you know close to a year with uh, the torn bicep. Uh, then when he came back, he kind of tweaked his elbow again. Um, kind of one of his first matches back. So um, all that just kind of rolling into just be, him being busy and kind of doing his own thing. Um, just kind of had to step away and, and take care of his own business. So that's nothing wrong with that. And and you know it's just myself and a, another business partner of ours that are that are running things and and i've gotten a lot of help from uh you know some of the some some other people uh within the business who who want to who want to help out and get involved with uh with running a show um and so we're all just doing it as a team it's a glory pro has always been a a team effort no one's never been about you know any one particular person or you know any of us running it trying to you know make it about ourselves or anything it's always just been about you know getting getting the talent uh, elevated and everything, you know, it's just been so cool to see, you know, Kurt Stallions on, on WWE television, uh, top flight who just, you know, won our tag team belts uh, on AEW, uh, Hakeem Zayn or Heat Raju, X division champion. So it's just like, it, 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 that's, that's what, that's what I do it for. It's what I always like wanted for everyone is to just to keep elevating, keep elevating and, and when those spots become available, when someone moves on and, you know, they're not available to come in for, for our shows anymore, then we just plug, uh, you know, some of the other great talent from the Midwest and all around uh, into those spots and elevate them. And that's just it's just kind of like the the machine that Glory Pro is becoming is, is a place where you can you can really see all this great talent, you know, as they're as they're, you know, learning and getting better and better and better. And we always, you know, try to elevate them to that next level and, and 
you know, it just kind of speaks for itself as to who's 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 uh, performed and grown in a glory pro ring and to see where they're at now. Um, and then you got the, like the next, uh, you know, generation of guys, you know, Jake, something's doing awesome things at impact and he's going to be the next guy to really break out. I mean, the, the guy gets bigger every time I see him and I always tell him that, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like physically but, larger. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> that kid just keeps eating, but um yeah, everybody like that just coming through, you know, Elena Black and Blair Onyx uh, and, and everyone that's just on the roster, Mike Outlaw, who's been with us for a long time. You know, he, he having a, a really awesome breakout match with, with Lee Moriarty at the collective was was awesome because I think there's just there's there's talent that uh, just needs that little extra push to, to get to the next level. They need to be put in the ring with with the right talent to have those great matches and create those great moments that, you know, gets everybody talking about them. And that, that's just what we do at Glory Pro. So. That's definitely what you do at Glory Pro. I mean, the first time that I saw the product, I had driven from Nashville to the St. Louis area. I was like out in Illinois, maybe. I can't remember exactly where it was. But mm. it was the show where uh, Cody wrestled Elgin and Marfuji wrestled Dijak. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember from them just just getting hooked. I was like, this is some of the best, not just independent wrestling, this is some of the best wrestling like I've watched. And then when you and K- KLD like took over and, and all that stuff, Y'all just, you just kept getting bigger and better. And like you were saying, like all these names that we're seeing on mainstream television now that are coming through Glory Pro, like it's just incredible to see. And and you bring it up, Mike Outlaw, obviously you had the ties with no new friends, you and KLD and and Mike Outlaw. I always kind of knew y'all as a trio and Outlaw, I'm glad you brought him up because I tweeted this also during the collective. I was like, Mike Outlaw might be... I don't know if like most improved is the right word because that can be taken as like as like an insult in certain cases. But but what I mean by it is like this guy's definitely putting it all together right now. Like he's got more size, he's getting better in the ring, and like you said, he had some breakout performances um, over the weekend of the collective, and he just keeps getting better and better. Um, what what are your kind of your ties to those guys at the moment? Because you're doing I'm going to talk about the Dan the Dad stuff here in a second, but like what kind of went on with that? Like it was like the three of y'all. You said Kevin's kind of doing his own thing. Is that kind of the same with uh, Outlaw right now? Yeah, just kind of doing our own thing. Obviously, when you know Dan the Dad came about, um, it didn't really fit so much in a <laughs> NWO esque trio. <laughs> no and y'all sense. actually wrestled NWO, by the way. Yeah, yeah, we've <laughs> been there, done that, I guess. <laughs> um no but the thing, the thing with mike is he's, he's such a talented uh wrestler whether it's in a tag team or a singles guy but it's just time for him to to break out and and be uh recognized for the talent that he is I, especially like what he means to the st louis area he trains so many uh up-and-coming wrestlers in st louis uh he has an incredible mind for wrestling um and an incredible performer uh, just getting in better shape, getting in, you know, wrestling is all about putting the pieces together. You know, very few people just come in, you know, there are some, there are some, you know, prodigies, there are some naturals that just come in and they, and they've got everything and that's great for them. But uh, some, some wrestlers, you know, myself included, and a lot of us, you know, just kind of need those years to um, put it all together. Um, whether it's, you know, a, a certain look or a character or, you know, in the case of outlaw, he always just had all those pieces. It's just a matter of, putting them together and, and getting the right eyes on them. And I think we're, we're doing that and he's doing that for himself. You know, I don't want to take credit for, for any of his success because he's out there, uh, you know, getting himself over. It's not, it's not really, uh, you know, just us doing, doing anything for him, but we're happy, you know, at glory pro and, and he's always been instrumental um, within the company as well, helping out with everything. Um, like I said, it, it's a team effort in the company. So, um, but very happy that uh, he got to have a, you know, a great match and everyone's starting to take notice. And, you know, he's going to keep building on that. Uh, I, I have no doubts that you're going to, you know, if 2020 wasn't wasn't his year, anybody's year, you know, 2021 is going to be uh, going to be a lot of fun just because everyone's obviously got a lot of pent up, uh, you know, uh, everyone's going to be very motivated because they weren't able to, to really break out in, in 2020 when everyone you know, was very excited for everything, you know, earlier in the year, but uh, 2021, I think you're going to see talent like, like a Mike outlaw, uh, like a Jake, something just, just completely, uh, uh, you know, elevate their game just because, you know, you lost, we all lost an entire year of our careers. So it's a bummer to think about it that way, but it's also very motivating to kind of go into next year and just be like, okay, well, I would, I was, you know, had to sit on the sidelines for this whole year pretty much. Um, but let's, uh, 
once once things open back up, once we're all you know able to safely gather and enjoy some wrestling, it's going to be a lot of fun. So I'm I'm excited for next year. Yeah, another guy I just want to give a shout out to is Stephen Wolf. I think he's getting real good as well. He's another guy that I feel like I saw really early on uh, at Glory Pro, or at least that's definitely the first time I had seen him. And he's putting it all together right now, too. I think he's going to be kind of that next kind of group of guys that are going to really uh, make a lot of noise next year. Um, as far as, you know, we did an interview here on this show around two or so years ago. And one thing that stuck out to me about that conversation was your love for comedy wrestling. And at the time, you were doing, you know, you're the millennial Danny Adams, um, a very serious, uh, mainly a heel everywhere. I'd really seen you for the most part. Um, and it was great stuff in uh, in SUP, especially because I, I distinctly remember, and I give you a lot of credit for this, and I know you, you aren't the type to want to take the credit, but I think that for me, the turning point of me becoming a fan of Marco's stunt was through his feud with you. Um, it was somebody that I about Marco and I'd seen him a little bit and I was always kind of like I don't know if this is going to work or not like he's so much smaller than everyone else how is this going to work and I think the stuff you did with him made it to where I was like oh wow okay Marco is incredible what he does and I think Danny went out there and just killed it with him in that feud that y'all had um and and with you know with all that stuff that you've done having that character before you know, I know in that last interview, you talked about like Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor and those kind of guys that you were a fan of. Um, obviously, Dan, the dad's a lot different than what you were doing before. Um, so what inspired that change? Um, what uh, where do you look for inspiration as far as like developing the character and the things and the mannerisms? Like, where does this all come from? I mean, it, it's one of those things. I mean, as far as where it came from, it, it it sort of just started as a little bit of a rib from from guys like Ethan Page and and Josh Alexander who were kind of mentoring me at the time, and uh, it, it comes from just kind of embracing the, your inner dork, I guess. I mean, if it, it, it got, to go from like trying to be like the coolest guy in the room with Danny Adams and no new friends, and and thought that it wasn't working, but there was something that you know wasn't quite all there, and then once I kind of you know looked at things in a from a different way and and sort of was wanted to be more myself and, and, and stop trying, I guess, stop trying, stop trying so hard so that I could try harder. It's kind of a, a, a weird way to think about it, but it's like, you got to take yourself less seriously. If you want to take your career seriously, at least that that's what worked for me. Um, so yeah, I just kind of started with the, you know, people making fun of the way that I dress or the music that I listen to. And, and then it just snowballs into like, well, Dan, the dad would be a great character. And, you know, I, I spent a few months uh, sort of resisting it because I, I had just purchased some, you know, a bunch of new gear and everything, you know, hundreds of dollars worth of new gear, which uh, is always a bummer. I, I always feel bad for, you know, young guys who kind of come in and they, they want advice on a character and then I, you know, give it to them. And then they're like, well, I just bought this gear. And I'm like, I understand. I know <laughs> it's, it's a bummer when you got like a big box of T-shirts with a certain, you know, design or character on them and you got to do something different. But but all that aside, you know, you just got to, you know, bite the bullet and and take the jump and. Uh, you know, for me, it was just about finding something that was more, more fun and more, uh, I think everyone kind of has that, that switch they got to flip. And and for me, it was, it's when I can flip that switch to, to get to that next level when I'm having fun and I'm, I'm taking myself less seriously, that's not going to be for everyone. There's going to be, you know, guys who, uh, guys and girls who need to be the most athletic person in the room and that's what motivates them and they can do all these great flips and everything and and, and awesome technical wrestling and that you just got to find like what you, what motivates you and what you can just excel at and so for me once i started just being a little bit more goofy and having a little bit more fun uh and getting better reactions on 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 I mean, and just getting people to care more about about me and the character and everything um it just makes wrestling easier it makes it more fun um and it makes it more i i like it i like dan the dad because he's just a little more accessible to to people i think you can look at the character and you can uh you know the mannerisms and the look and everything um just sort of like remind you of somebody or it might remind you of something you saw on tv or maybe your own dad or a dad you one of your friends it just it's it's fun to like uh connect with people on that level and i think sometimes in wrestling we we don't make it accessible enough um kind of used to you used to be characters like a like irs i think is a good example of like my like my dad still talks about irs he's like he was this evil tax man and he would get come out and tell the crowd to pay their taxes and they would boo him 
And it's like, you don't really think about that as like, you know, this amazing character, but he remembers that because, you know, nobody likes to pay taxes. And so it connects. But then I obviously IRS in the ring was a great wrestler and he can have great matches. So that nothing that nothing about that character takes away from the in-ring action. But it just gives you a reason to sort of care a little bit more as opposed to just, you know, two wrestlers going out there, which is fine for for some people. Um, But it's when it comes to uh, drawing in new fans and making things a little bit more accessible and and connect with them, it's I, I enjoy kind of being that part of the show. And then if, if people come in to see me or, or, you know, a Dan Housen or Warhorse, but then, you know, uh, they stay and then we'll watch a Josh Alexander match. And it's like, maybe, maybe we bring them in to get them comfortable. And then they can see the guys who are going to really have those like hard hitting intense matches and get them interested in that product as well. So it's all, it all just kind of works together to get people in the door and, and keep them coming back to keep buying tickets and DVDs and streaming and all that to, get people you know to to get hooked on the product you know yeah it's yeah it's very relatable uh, i think that and i had a question for you about kind of some of the things that you tweet because are these i'll, I'll like for instance i'll see things along the lines of like like turn the turn your turn the volume down in your room the music's too loud like that kind of stuff are these things that like have been said to you by like your parents and you remember that or like are you just are, are you a parent yourself or, or where like because because you've said certain things on twitter where i'm like i've heard my my dad has said this to me before <laughs> um yeah i mean it's a lot of stuff that uh you know either my dad said over the years or a lot of it's just from like tv dads i mean there's there's just so many uh like like think of thinking of things that like uncle phil would say or you know dad you know red foreman and all these different you know sitcom tv dads just kind of rolled into into one and, and the vibe changes depending on if i'm trying to be funny or you know be like a stern dad i found that like playful funny dad play is a lot better than like you know being like a heel stern dad because that like that's kind of what i started off trying to do um, because like I was a heel mostly like before, you know, switching this, the character up. And so I was like, well, I can't just be like a baby face, just like out of nowhere. So I'll, I'll be this like dad who's kind of an asshole, but <laughs> it didn't play quite as well. So I started being a little bit like more wholesome, I guess, but that's all those kind of the, the journey of, of figuring out like what, what works with it. But you know, it, it's just like, it's a lot of things. I mean, when it comes to a lot of it comes comes from my dad, whether it's like the, the the movies that he likes, you know, he just like love, loves like the Terminator and Die Hard and Christmas Vacation. Like those are his favorite movies. <laughs> yeah. yeah and, but but it's it's weird how it's like uh, all dads are kind of the same. Like it's like for some reason as, as human beings, once you have a child and you get into your 30s and 40s, you just become this, this stereotype. I don't know. I don't know why it happens. I don't know what. But it's a there's a whole there's a whole dad culture out there that I think is uh, is untapped right now. So I'm enjoying kind of getting into it, uh, you know, checking out other, you know, dad accounts on Instagram and Twitter and stuff and <laughs> not stealing anything, but just get some inspiration and kind of put my own spin on it and, and do 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 that stuff in, a, in the context of a, a wrestling match. So it's always fun to kind of figure out ways not not just like you know it's it's obviously funny to tweet and and stuff but i i love just coming up with ways to you know be a dad but like in 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 a in a wrestling match and having you know these antics lead to you know an offensive maneuver at, at some point it's not just all silliness eventually it's all kind of to win win matches so i always i always like coming up with the creative stuff to do to do in the ring so that when people maybe they maybe they've seen it on twitter or any or something but then i, I like when i get feedback when people um see me in a, in a match for the first time and they actually are like oh i get it because he, he does stuff in the ring but then also you know he's still not like a bad wrestler or anything so yeah you'll uh, like stop a match in the middle of it to tell like your tag team opponents to stop fighting amongst the, themselves because you're mm-hmm. like parenting them and then it'll lead to you getting some offense in so like i, I yeah. like how yeah it always it always has to come back to somebody taking a bump, but <laughs> <laughs> um, you, know, you mentioned Ethan Page and Josh Alexander being guys that that mentored you. And obviously, and uh, I'm not just saying this because you're on the show. I actually talk about this often on the Fightful Weekender podcast. I do. I think they're the best tag team in the world right now. Uh, Alexander and Ethan Page. I, I I think their work is just incredible. 
And um, you obviously have that storyline going on with Ethan Page at the moment where he basically owns the copyright or trademark or whatever to the damn the dad character. Um, which I think is hilarious because if this if this was going to work at all, like Ethan Page and you were like the best people to be doing this because Ethan's so over the top ridiculous, but he's so good at what he does. Um, kind of what is there any any more to it other than like you just thought this would be really funny to do with the two of y'all? And like, is is there like a big match that this is building towards? Because I feel like there's got to be some sort of blow off coming at some point in the future, right? Oh yeah, I'm sure there, there will be. Uh, unfortunately, probably not not this year, but we'll 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 keep poking fun at each other for the for the next few months, and it'll it'll all it'll all make sense in 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 the context of of, of the wrestling match at some point. But uh, no, I think it, it was funny because uh, there was this um, what was it called? Egos Amigos, uh, the show that he does on uh, High Spots Network where him and the Mance Warner kind of did, did one of these, you know, shoot interview type things. And I, and I, and they just talked about, this was before I even started doing the character and he, they just talked about, you know, Oh, Dan, the dad would be great if he had a lawnmower. And they just like, just for like a half an hour, they're just talking about me and like fantasy booking this character. But uh, for a lot of people, that was like their first introduction to, to what I was doing it was like, they watched that and then they saw that I actually existed. And then they were like, <laughs> wait a minute. I thought they were just like screwing around, but apparently it actually exists. And so then people started to sort of, you know, link me to, to Ethan Page just kind of through that. Um, so we've, and we've always been, you know, pretty uh, closely tied together, but, you know, it just makes sense to, to play off of that and 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 I, you know he, he's a fun person to wrestle and and we were we, we've already had one match together we, we wrestled each other a couple of times over the years but you know one match where you know i couldn't be dan the dad so i was like okay i'll throw some trunks on and be dan the wrestler i don't care i'll still <laughs> be uh we'll do more of that it's, it's not that definitely not gonna like you know die because of uh uh you know not not being able to be in the same ring for a little bit but we'll we'll keep it going in, in ways that we can and then when when we can have some so i, I personally i i want us to have you know have like a dumpster match because of you know one of us has got to take out the trash right so, that <laughs> so maybe maybe we can we can get to that at some point um assuming somebody can find a dumpster for us to to wrestle around and eventually into so <laughs> yes oh my gosh that's too funny. I can't wait to see how, how that all plays out between y'all. I think it's a great story and a, a lot of great characters involved. Um, another thing that I wanted to just ask about was it's a little more off topic, not so much on the comedy wrestling side, but um, not that everything you're doing is comedy, but obviously there's a lot of comedy layered into the character. Um, you had mentioned on my show a couple of years ago that the hardest training session you ever had in your life was with Kyle O'Reilly. And, mm-hmm. and Kyle is on is just one of my favorites ever like of all time i just i think he just his work in the ring is just incredible and i love the way he mixes the mma with the the wrestling and his character and just the his presence i think he's so good um have you had a harder training session since then with somebody different no absolutely not (laughs) when kyle left the the st louis area i mean my I want to say my cardio is in bad shape, but it certainly took a hit because when he wasn't around to, to lead those sessions, um, yeah, he was awesome. I, I, I love, I miss him a lot. I, I obviously he's doing great and, and uh, you know, want nothing but the best for him. But uh, yeah, when he was, when he was uh, uh, available as a resource for us to go get some training in and not just the cardio, but we also, you know, I've learned a ton in the ring for him, him as well. So, uh, but uh, yeah, to answer your question, it's <laughs> since, since, <laughs> area i i've uh i've not had uh as intense of a, a cardio session um with anybody but um but that's probably my own fault i probably should should be taking those those exercises and those circuits and, and doing them myself but I'm, i guess i'm not motivated enough without kyle there <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> i thought i thought it was funny because like i transcribed that interview and fightful wound up using it on their website and i'll never forget like the the headline they chose of the whole interview was like Danny Adams says Kyle O'Reilly was hardest training he's ever had. And I was like, yeah. of all the things we talked about, and I thought it was a great thing to, to take away from the show. But I was like, when we talked, I didn't even think that was like that important of a thing to bring up. But then I was like, you know what? That's probably a damn good point to bring up because like I, I talk about Kyle O'Reilly's work ethic, like as a wrestler in the ring. And I never really thought so much about like what it would look like him training for this stuff, not to mention the people who are trying to keep up with him in the room. So I always thought that was interesting. 
I always felt bad about that because I, I just didn't want any like heat on Kyle or anything to say he's like oh he's like working these guys to death or something it was, <laughs> like, it was not the vibe that I was trying to give out it was, it was very helpful and very very great because as, as a wrestler you should be in good shape and and especially you know cardio wise to be able to to do what we do and do it for you know a long time and, and have great matches so uh no it's definitely not a not a like oh he's he's a uh, he's a jerk for <laughs> working us like that he, it was all very done in a safe manner and with the intention of making us better wrestlers so i always wanted to put that out there because that was the headline it was like well kyle wasn't killing people <laughs> <laughs> right he was just helping us become better <laughs> i think he responded to it also if i remember he it was like just like a thumbs up or like uh miss you guys or something like that where i was like okay but like i didn't choose the headline i just i just sent sean and those i don't want to blame sean i don't know who actually uh uploaded it but i sent him the the text and then i just remember seeing that headline so yeah that was a that that's pretty cool um what what kind of like dream matches do you have left at the moment on like on i kind of i guess if you can compartmentalize or separate like kind of what you would like to accomplish on the independent scene and then also like bigger picture like you know down the line if if you were to find yourself in like in NXT or in AEW or Impact Wrestling or whatever it is, are there anyone or are, what are kind of some people on your short list that you'd like to get in the ring with that you haven't yet? Yeah, it's always that's an interesting question to answer now because it's like I still put guys like like Eddie Kingston on on that list, but I, I think people want want more like which comedy wrestlers do I want to wrestle? So it's like, but there are still a lot of of, of, of the more serious the wrestlers that I want to. I want to have matches with them. I think Eddie Kingston's number one because he's just he's just the best. Whether it's in the ring, whether it's you know uh, cutting a promo to get you talking. I, I, as far as like people that can like talk you into the building these days, like he's just one of those like only ones left that it's just like I can just listen to like him say something about his upcoming match, and I'm like, well, I guess I want to watch that now because I want to see because <laughs> he's just the way that he he talks and go and and, and uh, carries himself, but. Um, you know, I still want to have like that, that uh, singles match with with Orange Cassidy. Uh, we, we, we've competed in a, in a, a four way match uh, about back in December, I guess, um, for Alpha One up, up in Canada. So that was great. And it was like a, a great learning experience. But that was like right when I first started doing the character as well. So kind of to 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 be in the ring with him and kind of get some feedback from him and, and, and get a little bit of a, you know, a, his like seal of approval as far as like, this is a good character. Keep doing it. Keep doing what you're doing keep working on it um was very helpful for kind of giving me the confidence to to really go out and do it because at the time i was still kind of unsure you start doing this like silly stuff and then you're just not really you know totally sure if it's if it's working or not but you know kind of being in there with him and 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 getting his advice on it was was helpful to just kind of like be like okay let's let's definitely go all in on this and not you know give up or anything so but definitely still want to have a i'm sure a singles match between us or even us as a tag team or something would be a lot of fun but uh, so maybe we'll see that at some point but no there's 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 tons of talent that i I'd, I'd love to to do things with like everyone in the the x division and, and impact you know chris bay and and hakeem zane or raju uh uh i don't know just uh the, the huge giant giant list of, of dream matches that i'd love to have it's just uh I guess we'll have to see what, see what happens next year, you know? Yeah. And I think it's really uh, opened up for, for a lot of diversity as far as like, like for instance, you, we have Orange Cassidy who's now obviously a large part of AEW getting wins over guys like Chris Jericho wrestling for major championships. Um, and when we talked last, you know, I was obviously aware of Orange Cassidy, but it was more through like uh, beyond wrestling and that kind of stuff, um, Chikara mm -hmm. and whatnot. And I was always just kind of like, man, this is so much fun to watch. Like, this is one of my favorite guys, but like, there's just no way the WWE is ever gonna. I just never, I just never saw him like being able to to do anything more than what he was doing on the independent scene. And obviously, with companies like AEW and and others giving more opportunities and really opening their minds to like trying new things, um, I guess, the, I guess the question I have is like, are you surprised? I know, I know you aren't because like you're a fan of his and you know he's talented. But like, is it even surprising for you to see someone like Orange Cassidy just in the last like two years really blow up to being one of the top stars in the entire industry? Uh, well, I mean, with with him there, he had such undeniable talent. Even even outside of just being a great character, he's just a great wrestler, just in general. So I mean, I, it wasn't surprising to see him, you know, get elevated the way that he he, he was. But I think um, there's been a lot more emphasis lately on on great characters on on television. I think maybe maybe that's something that you know get lost in the shuffle a little bit. You know, kind of as you kind of had 
when a lot of those guys started getting signed to NXT, whether, you know, Adam Cole and Kyle and everyone, and this, that, that whole group kind of ushered in like, Oh, I want to see this, this, these great wrestlers and kind of have this more serious product. And, and all that's like, uh, does a lot for, for the product and everything when you have these guys having great matches, but sometimes there can be something a little bit um, missing. If, you know, some, sometimes like I kind of said before to, to draw in, you know, new audiences or, or, or maybe those lapsed fans who, who maybe have stopped watching wrestling over the past few years. Um, there just needs to be something that kind of like gets them back or gets new people in. And I think that's just where, you know, great characters come in because I, I, even if you're not a wrestling fan, people are always just a fan of entertainment. If something's entertaining, if something, uh, especially if it's relatable and they, and they can, you know, get either get a laugh at it or just sort of, you know, connect with it in some way. Um, that's just how you start, you know, building audiences. So, and I think, uh, you know, companies like AEW and, and impact kind of has a lot of, of, of fun characters and taking themselves a little bit less seriously lately, but in a good way. And, you know, let's make it like a very entertaining product. That's a great, all around show as opposed to just being like wrestler, you know, or just kind of great wrestling matches. Cause you can have great wrestling matches and great characters. And once you have all of that together um, is when you have like a flow, just a well-rounded product that appeals to a lot of people. So, so no, I think, I think you're going to see a lot more, um, you know, fun, uh, good characters popping up on TV just because I, I think the, the powers that be understand that that's uh, like I said, it's just what, what, what draws people in and, and gets people excited that might not once we once you have somebody who's already a fan you know you've got them you don't need to you know reach out reach out to to get them back in because if they're a fan of you know the young bucks wrestling the lucha brothers then like they've already got that like you they're gonna have great matches every time and appeal to them but then there's just all these other people out there who um are open to new you know avenues of entertainment um maybe they just haven't seen wrestling or even there's nothing that's really you know uh caught their attention um but, you know, like an Orange Cassidy just starts transcending and kind of, you know, bringing in people from, from all different uh, different places that might not have tuned into to AEW or something or any or anything. So um, but I think I think the people that are in charge of making those decisions understand that. And you're you're going to see a lot more of that stuff. Well, you know, you've, you've mentioned it uh, a bit throughout the show. You, you don't take the full credit because I know it's a team effort with Glory Pro, but. Um, you being someone who does make those kind of decisions and deciding on who to bring onto the shows. And you obviously have an eye for talent because we've mentioned guys like Hakeem Zane, Jake something, Kurt Stallion, and, and others that are um, really blowing up at the moment. And who do you think is, can you give me a couple names of who you think might be next on like that level? Like guys that you think might be, you know, the next guys that get signed to like major companies that you've, that you've be either been working with or that you've just been seeing over the last couple of years. Oh yeah, I mean, there's definitely uh, a lot of people just kind of within our our company or that we use, we use a lot that I, I like. Elena Black is already getting on, you know, uh, AEW. Um, Blair Onyx, I think, is another one who really understands like her character, you know, the 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 creepy spider girl. But like, and but she also like uses that in in her wrestling with the with her being kind of like uh, with her flexibility and and being able to do really cool stuff where it's like oh she kind of is a spider lady but then you know like i said before it, it leads to some offense and then like so i i really look for for uh, people that that have a lot of that together that where you know if we if we uh put them out and somebody has never seen them before and and they come out in their entrance and they get in the ring if that crowd can understand like what that person's all about and during the match kind of connect with it and and understand more and it's i, I look for more people like that i think there's a uh, Cody Lane's another good example. He's kind of doing a, you know, a, a trashy dude from Oklahoma kind of character, but it's great because he, he he's got the look down. He's got all these great videos where he's just sort of, like, you know, just hanging out with with with, with his, his trashy friends and stuff. And and but again, it, when he comes through the curtain, uh, his entire package is starting to 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 show through. Where you know you can you know that he's. Uh, he's Cody Lane, but you know that he's from Oklahoma and you know that he's, uh, you know, he's kind of like trailer fabulous kind of thing. And, and so I, I just look for, for one great, great talented wrestlers, but also if you can add some, some extra character to that, to kind of uh, make it easier for fans to connect with you, uh, that's who, who we're, who we're looking for and who's going to you know break out to the next level. Cause that's when you've got it all, all together like that. And there's really no denying you from, from moving on to the, uh, 
you know, bigger and better things. Yeah, I, I see a lot of that in guys like Mance Warner, who you, who you brought up is like a great example. Like he walks through the curtain, you see he's different, but his character is like very clear once you start. And then like he, the way that he wrestles or even a group like 440 um, where you see like RSP and like Gregory Irons, who's like the ultimate baby face. But as a heel is like, the, I think it's genius. Like I think Gregory Iron is like the, like I think that is so clever what they're what he's doing. You see Eddie only smoking cigarettes and like, you know what they're about immediately. You're like, these guys are, these guys are scum. And then you see yeah. Gregory Irons beat, like getting in on the beat downs. And you're like, oh man, I want to cheer for this guy so bad, but what a jerk. Like, how is this guy, how could this guy be bullying people? What, what's wrong with this guy? Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm all about it, man. Um, well, we're getting close on time here and I, I really appreciate you coming on again, man. Uh, is there anything else that you wanted to kind of throw out there and let people know, like, and go ahead and like plug out your stuff, man. Uh, yeah. So you can find me, uh, Thanks, Dan the Dad on Instagram and Twitter. It's where I'm most active. Um, merchandise, uh, obviously, now is a great time to to buy merchandise. If, if uh, certain, not just for myself, but for everybody, if, if everyone's going to be working a lot less going into the into the winter here, um, so you can find all my stuff at danthedad.bigcartel.com. Um, we got some uh, cool new uh, crew neck sweatshirts that'll be great for the fall, so <laughs> we can check those out and pick up a coffee mug and all this bunch of stuff on there. But uh, yeah, and then in like we talk about Glory Pro a lot, so you can find Glory Pro. We are Glory Pro on uh, on Twitter. Uh, I think the Instagram's at Glory Pro Wrestling, but you can you can find us um, to check out what we're doing. Probably we'll put some content out there for the next few months. Probably no no shows running until 2021, but uh, we'll do our best to to keep putting stuff out there and keep everybody interested. And and when we come back next year, it's going to be uh, we're going to have some really awesome shows for everyone um, when it's safe to do so, which hopefully it will be sooner rather than later. But I guess we'll see. And and up to up to then, I believe all of, if not like most of the catalog is on independentwrestling.tv for people to check out, right? Yeah, should uh, mo- most of it's on IWTV. Um, there's some stuff on High Spots Network as well. So I think a lot of people have subscriptions to both. So you, you'll you'll find us around, and then uh, you can find the the collective show still for um, uh, on demand at at Fight TV. Um, but uh, that should be up on on Fight TV for another few weeks, maybe even months still. So you can find that there. Um, yeah, by the by the pay per view, it, it helps a lot when when we can sell the pay per views like that. Uh, especially because all, all that money is going straight to the wrestlers and, and, and to, to keep us, uh, to keep us running. So, you know, definitely keep supporting. That's, that's the best way to do it right now. And then when we can give you some new content, some new, new shows and, and good matches, we'll, we'll do it when we can. Yeah. I'm looking forward to more shows in the future. I'm looking forward to seeing how your career continues to, to progress. And like Danny was saying, I can't stress this enough. Check out their shows on IWTV. Check out their stuff on High Spots. Go over to Fight TV and, and check out all the shows of the collective. Um, there was Glory Pro and there was uh, 12 shows total with a little bit for everybody from Effie's Big Gay Brunch to For the Culture to GC. I mean, everything GCW put on and the Joey Janela Spring Break and all that stuff. I mean, there was just so much good stuff. I promise you, if you're a wrestling fan, out of those 12 shows, there's going to be something you really, really like, if not all of it, which was my case. I loved all of it. Um, Danny, thanks again for coming on. I'll stay in touch uh, through Twitter and hopefully uh, we'll be able to do this again sometime soon. And it isn't, uh, you know, hopefully everyone's healthy and the world's a little bit more normal. And I also want to give you one more thank you because you're pretty much the first wrestler I've had on almost all year because I felt so strange reaching out during these times to people because it was like, people's futures were uncertain they didn't know some people didn't know they're gonna be wrestling anymore or like looking for jobs or and there was just this whole year has just been nuts and thank you for coming on and and this it makes me feel a little bit more normal and to be able to get back in the swing and and talking to y'all and and the main reason i do this show is just to help promote the product and, and the talent like I don't get anything out of it other than I'm a fan of y'all and I think y'all do great stuff. And if it wasn't for independent wrestling, I don't know if I'd even be a fan of pro wrestling anymore. So thank you for everything you do and and stay safe. And thank you for joining the show again, man. I really, really appreciate it. I appreciate it as well. Thank you very much. All right, everyone. That'll do it for this episode of the Fight Talk podcast. Thank you so much once again to Danny Adams, a.k.a. Dan the Dad, for joining me on this show. Dan's a guy that I've known for years. And, you know, it sucks that we haven't been able to see each other in person at these shows like we normally have. He's a guy that I always look forward to seeing. He's always been super nice to me. 
and a guy that I'm always pulling for. So looking forward to seeing what Glory Pro has to, you know, in store next year and what Dan has in store for next year. And once again, just really happy we were able to do this episode today and have that conversation. Make sure if you aren't already subscribed to subscribe on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever you call it, on Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts. I'm available pretty much everywhere. Just hit that subscribe or follow button or whatever's available and help support the podcast. Um, I'm going to talk about people who support the podcast right now, as a matter of fact, because we do have some sponsors for the show, starting with Music City Toys and Collectibles. Music City Toys and Collectibles is the place that I get most of my wrestling memorabilia, whether it be action figures, DVDs, autographs, all that kind of stuff. They're really nice people and they do really fair business. You can't go wrong. There's many times where I've looked for items on eBay and seen the price and then went to Music City Toys and Collectibles and they destroy those prices most of the time for me. So check them out. Search for all social media, Music City Toys and Collectibles. I promise you, you will get fair business and they're super, super kind. Also, shout out to my brother, Brian Jensen. His Instagram handle is BoxingATL. That's at B-O-X-I-N-G-A-T-L. He's a professional boxing trainer. He works with Parkinson's Foundations. He can help you reach your goals. Whether you want to learn how to you know, throw hands, get in better shape, you want to box at an amateur or professional level, you just want a little self-defense, whatever the case is, you want to lose some weight, I mean, anything, he can help you in his gym. He owns a gym in Atlanta, Georgia. He can meet you at your business, at your home, in a park, whatever works easiest for you. He can meet you in person if you're anywhere near Atlanta, Georgia. And if you're not, he'll help you online. He does stuff remotely through Zoom and Skype and all that stuff too. He can help you anywhere in the world. So once again, that's Boxing ATL, Brian Jensen on Instagram. Hit him up on on there on Instagram and just tell him that I sent you over his way. I promise you get a really, really good deal on whatever your goals are that you're trying to reach. He'll help you reach them. And last but never least, shout out to WrestleRumble.com. WrestleRumble.com is a place to be for all fantasy pick'em contests for professional wrestling. We have Survivor Series coming up, so that's going to be a big one. There's going to be not only the pick'em contest, but also another raffle. The raffles are only $1, and they're giving away four title belts this time. There's going to be four winners. Someone's getting an AEW title, someone's getting an original NXT title, someone's getting an ECW title, and someone's getting an NWA championship. Now, if you put in $4, hypothetically speaking, you could win all four. It is insane the prizes they've been doing lately, and it's just so much fun. It makes being a pro wrestling fan just so much more fun doing stuff with through WrestleRumble.com. Make sure to stay up to date with all their contests by following them on social media at Russell Rumble. And also, of course, the website is WrestleRumble.com. Along with Russell Rumble and all the other uh, sponsors that I mentioned, if you say that I sent you that way, or if you know, you're know you a fan of my and Jesse's um, podcast, me and Jesse Davin do our live chats on YouTube. If you mention that either of us sent you to any of these places, I promise you get really, really good deals. So take advantage of that. And that's going to be it pretty much for me today. As far as stuff I've got coming up, more videos for All Things MMA. Check them out on uh, YouTube. Once again, that's All Things MMA. I'm doing more MMA podcasts here on the Fight Talk podcast feed. We're doing them with John Mosley, who I was doing a show with for a different outlet before this. So we're looking forward to doing more of those for y'all. We're going to be recording those every Monday and getting them out for you usually Monday or Tuesdays. And... Yeah, a whole bunch of stuff. Fightful Select Weekender. I talk about all independent wrestling, pretty much everything not going on in WWE or AEW for the most part, even though I still do cover being the elite. But, you know, I talk about Ring of Honor, National Wrestling Alliance, Impact Wrestling, a whole bunch of just tons of stuff from independentwrestling.tv and Fight TV and GCW and all that good stuff. So check that out. That's at FightfulSelect.com as a part of the Fightful Patreon service. So check that out. And yeah, anything that I've got going on, I just keep updated on my Twitter, which is fighttalk underscore, F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. That'll do it for me today. I appreciate y'all listening, and I'll see you on the next one.